Springs refused to intervene, and Sister Hannah was now restricted to Mount Unity, forbidden to leave for any purpose, even to visit the distressed family. Reese brought the letter to the fireside and held it closer to the yellow light of the leaping flames. Elder Herman had written crosswise over Mouse's lines, and his elegant cursive was difficult to read. He says that Mouse is much distraught, unable to accomplish her tasks and eating poorly, Lydia said, moving to Reese's side. And why would she be accused of kidnapping? We must help her. She tipped her face up to look into her husband's and put her hand upon his arm. If this is true and she broke a law, she may be expelled from the Shakers. Where would she go then? Reese looked down into his wife's upturned face, still startled sometimes by the mob cap of a married woman over her red hair, instead of the shaker's white linen square. Although no longer a shaker when he met her, she'd lived near Zion and maintained the shaker ways. It's February, Lydia, he said. The roads are near impassable, and the weather chancy at best. The shakers would not be so cruel. He was more concerned about the prospect of finding Mouse in jail, or even worse, the target of a vigilante. But this is Mouse, Lydia said, looking up at Reese. He saw to his horror that her eyes were full of tears. We must help her. She took the letter from him. Mouse wrote this in December, before Christmas. She's been waiting for us for nearly two months. And, she added, This document cost me nearly three dozen eggs. I went to Borden's for candles, and Mr. Borden gave me the letter. Reese nodded. Although there was a postmaster general and miles of post roads, letters still went to taverns and general stores, and the proprietors charged whatever they wished. So we'll be short of both eggs and candles, Reese said with a sigh. Lydia nodded. The chickens laid fewer eggs in the winter, and this one had seemed particularly severe to Reese. Maybe that was because he'd spent the winters of the previous few years further south, weaving for farm wives in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Virginia. It felt strange to be home for so long. In fact, it would be unbearable if Lydia weren't here. Mouse doesn't even know we're married, Lydia said, looking up at Reese. I know, he said. He stroked her cheek gently, if it were later in the spring. Please, Will. David can handle the farm in our absence, Lydia said. We can take the sleigh. Reese shook his head. You said New York, did you not? Perhaps it isn't cold and snowy in New York. We would be marooned in the sleigh. He paused, comparing the wagon and the buggy in his mind. The former, although heavier, had no covering, and he was loath to travel a distance with no protection from the elements. Then we must take the stage, Lydia said, her voice rising. I don't want Mouse to think we've forgotten her. She's living in Mount Unity, not homeless and living on the road, Reese said, exasperated. What if that community expels her? She has no family in New York. Lydia's mouth trembled in distress. I doubt Mouse will be expelled, Reese replied, putting a hand on her shoulder to calm her. Especially not now. They would not be so cruel. 
The elders in Zion allowed you to remain near the community. Elder White was kind, she agreed. He hesitated and added tentatively, The weather will surely break in six weeks or so. He would gladly make the journey then. Frowning, Lydia shook her head. She's waited long enough. Well, she's relying on us. We must help her, please. Reese heaved a sigh, but he couldn't bear seeing Lydia so upset. The stage will take too long, and I would rather have my own vehicle. I'll speak with Mr. Wheeler at the livery stable and see what he might recommend. He glanced out the window. The bright sun glittered on the snow and sent melted water dripping from the icicles, promising an illusory balminess. The buggy still sat outside the weathered gray barn, waiting for David's attention. There's several hours before dark, Reese said. I'll drive into Dugas.